Hey, Bridgetown, and to all of you listening online, John Mark Comer here. Hello. Welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Monday, May 11th. I got a letter last week, not an email, mind you, a letter, as in on paper in the mail. It was from a Jesuit priest and spiritual director that I love and have been in relationship with for the last several years, but have not seen in a while, in part due to COVID, but before that as well. He found out that I was heading into a very short study break to prep for our simplicity practice and a little bit of quiet, and he sent me a letter beforehand, and the whole thing was just beautiful, but one line in particular struck a deep chord in my heart. He was writing about solitude, and he said just in passing that in solitude, we get to, quote, experience what the Trinity is like on the inside, the profound stillness of perfect awareness that boils with life. Let me read that quote to you again from his letter. We get to experience what the Trinity is like on the inside, the profound stillness of perfect awareness that boils with life. I adore that idea that when we are alone with God in the quiet and in prayer, we get to experience what God himself is like on the inside Not just the idea of God, which is great, the doctrine or biblical theology, or but the felt experience of the Trinity of self-giving, generous, joyful, creative love. We get to participate in the inner life of God himself in prayer. And I love his description, quote, the profound stillness of perfect awareness that boils with life. That got me thinking about Forest Park. I'm doing a lot of walking of late in Forest Park. For those of you listening who are not from the Portland area, so Portland um, is a very well-designed city long ago, and the kind of downtown corridor where I live is built right up against the largest urban forested park in America. It's called Forest Park, but it's really more of a forest than a park. It's 5,000 acres and there are about 500 miles of trails, and it's right up against downtown. So you go from kind of six-story apartment buildings right into an arboretum, and then just into acres and acres of forest and wildlife and birds, and it's just beautiful. And, you know, when you first arrive in the forest, in particular if it's during a busy day or season of your life, at first it sounds so quiet. But then when you come to quiet, you realize it's actually full of sound, but it's not the sound of urban noise pollution. It's the sound of birds, which are really loud right now. And a deer walking, literally early this morning, I was out in Forest Park and there was a deer about 20 feet away just walking through. I think of a deer as quiet, but it was, I was really quiet. It was so loud just walking through the underbrush. And the trees swaying in the wind. It's been really windy the last few days. And little animals at work and play. And even the sound, so to speak, of the forest reaching up to the sun to grow and thrive. It's quiet, but it's also full of sound. God is like that 
and so is prayer. God is quiet. But then when you come to quiet in prayer, and really the beginning point of prayer is just learning how to come to quiet before God, and when you get there, even if just a little bit, you realize that, yes, God is quiet, but he's also full of sound and life and generativity and generosity and activity in our soul and our heart. And the gift, and the Jesuit priest who is writing me the letter called solitude a gift. The gift of silence and solitude is we get to experience that reality about God from the inside out. I say that because rumor has it that as soon as this coming Friday on May 15th, we could start to at least a little bit reopen the city. For those of you in desperate need of a haircut, Gerald Griffin, I'm talking to you. I love you. This weekend may just be your moment. We don't know yet, but I hope so. And while we're likely still a ways out from Sunday gatherings in person, we are getting closer and closer to meeting together in home communities. And while I can't wait to sit on my back deck on a warm early summer night and share the Lord's Supper with my community, even if I have to wear a face mask for the first few weeks, still, I have come to believe that this stay-home order, as hard as it is, as devastating it is for so many, is still a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for our spiritual formation into the image of Jesus. And I, for one, want to squeeze every last drop out of it. For some of you, the stay-home order has afforded you ample time to sit in the quiet with Jesus. You're not going out, you live alone, or just with a one roommate or partner, and it's quiet at your place. For others, in particular if you have kids at home right now from school like I do, or roommates or multiple people working from the kitchen table, I think of my friends Luke and Sarah who had four adults all working from the kitchen table, all knowledge jobs, oh my gosh. For, for you, it's stolen your silence. Put another way, for some of you, the challenge is that you have too much silence and solitude. For others, the challenge is you don't have anywhere near enough. But for both groups, this is the moment to follow Jesus as we can into the quiet and their experience with the Trinity is like on the inside. So today, as we enter another week and we are hopefully nearing the end of the stay-home order, I just want to give you a little pastoral encouragement to follow Jesus into the quiet. Maybe that means you get up early before your kids. Maybe that means to do that, you go to bed early at night and you don't watch TV for the week ahead. Or maybe it means you set aside days or blocks of time where you're offline, no internet or TV or noise or music, and you just sit in the quiet of your home with Jesus even if it's just for an hour a day or something. Or maybe it means if you have access to a quiet place that you go there and you take advantage of it. Or on the warm days like we had last week that you sneak out to Forest Park, not sneak out, play, follow the rules, but go to Forest Park or something like that. And as we move toward a slow, gradual reopening of our city and even of our church life together, I want you to remember that quiet isn't just something we go to as followers of Jesus. It's also something that then 
we carry with us back out into the world. You see this in Jesus himself, in Mark 1 in particular. It shows up the the kind of afterglow of quiet with God and in prayer. It shows up as inner tranquility in the midst of our busy workday, as a compassion, as a luminous wisdom, as a deep joy and contentment and kind of smile on your face and a quick ease to chuckle, the capacity to think before we talk or stay quiet in a conversation when it's tempting to say something or blurt out something or correct somebody or one-up somebody or throw in something to make us look smarter and then regret it later. In short, to carry the inner life of the Trinity with us into the world in our mind and our body and our social relationships. To end, the poet and Christian intellectual Wendell Berry said, the great divide in the coming century will be between those who wish to live as creatures and those who wish to live as machines. I, for one, want to live as a creature, a man, a human being, mortal, finite, frail, vulnerable, good and beautiful before God, made in the image of God and his likeness. That means getting into the quiet, in particular, the quiet of creation, to be with the creator, into what Barry called the peace of wild things. Isn't that a great line? The peace of wild things, who, the next line of that poem, do not tax their life with forethought of grief. In the quiet, we come to God, we let go of our forethought, our obsessive scenario planning for the future, our anxiety, our grief over the past or anticipatory grief over the future. We let all of that go at the feet of Jesus. We come to quiet and we realize that we're living in the kingdom with Jesus and whatever happens, it's going to be okay. To end, I just invite you right now, wherever you're at, whatever time of day it is, whether it's quiet where you're at or really noisy and you have three-year-olds crying for breakfast or whatever it is, just to take a moment if you can. Don't feel bad if not. Calm and ground yourself in your body. Sit down. Put your feet on the floor. Just feel what St. Patrick called the stability of earth. Come up through your body and calm your nervous system. Take a few deep breaths and just ground yourself in the peace and the presence of God through abiding. Holy Spirit, come. We receive your love from the inner life of the Trinity, overwhelming, compassionate, joyful, self-giving love. We just receive it from you now. We give back to you what St. John of the Cross called silent love, just the inner volitional desire and affection and adulation of our heart. We love you. We like you. We honor you. We want you. We ache for you. We enjoy you. We thank you. May we live inside, in Christ and through Christ, inside the Trinity himself, all day, 
all weep, and until Jesus you return to make all the sad things come untrue. Grace and peace to all of you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.